Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Mark Sidious. The hood is up. The hood is up. I'm I'm ready to go today, man. Yeah, you're coming in hot. It's but ruler we got two. no news today. It's yeah, just like this is there's this... lots of rumors. There's lots of speculation and yeah. Could, so, sometimes you that. feel like slaying younglings, right? And that's the mood I'm in right now. Yeah. So you feel like slaying uh, younglings. I feel like looking at a dual sun in the distance and planning an adventure. Yeah, but like not literally future. slaying younglings. Like you know the <laughs> the sort of metaphorical slaying younglings, which means like let's. Let's talk Star Wars, teach people a lesson, mm-hmm. and just keep mo- you know, just keep it moving. Like freaking like that. Just just for the record, I do not condone the slaying of younglings. Okay, <laughs> that that is off that you know the off sl- the table. Off here. the table. The uh, metaphorical slaying of younglings, right? Using it in a kind of like, hey, uh, to slay a youngling equates to teach a young person or to impart knowledge to a young person. I was going to say that's. You know, I'm more into that. We're taking you to school is what you're yes, saying. Yes, Taking you, you to school is the slaying of young ladies. Yes. Classes in session. It's rule of two. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a lot of chatter out there. Are we going to – I started it. I shouldn't have done this, but uh, you know, I was in a, yeah, I was yeah. in a mood. No, 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 but dude. the Avengers Endgame trailer dropped, and I know that how many people Great wanted – Great trailer, by the way. Great trailer, right? Yeah. Everybody wanted that, and people were yelling and screaming online. They're like, I want it, I want it, I want it. And when they and moved they it – but they kept moving it, right? We were supposed to get it on like a Wednesday. It didn't Did happen. We? Yeah. Okay. I didn't there know was about a, there all was that. like reports that it was going to come on this day, and then it didn't happen. And gotcha. this day it didn't happen. And then where was it? People yeah. were angrily yelling into the void. <laughs> so then when the actual Avengers trailer dropped, I didn't even respond to the trailer. I said, "Yeah." So when are we getting episode nine trailer? And right. People right. were like, "Whoa!" And a lot of people got that I, joke. I I, uh, I saw that joke. Yeah. And I responded with a joke of my own. Right, tune you know? into Rule of Two to find out. And look, and, and here I, we are. Ironically enough, we actually have real info on it. That's yeah. all, again, unsubstantiated. Unsubstantiated stuff we're hearing. There'll be some caveats in here, but go ahead. Yeah, because so that's look, what. When are we going to get this effing trailer? If, so, so, um, 
I actually personally yeah. believe that we're not getting a trailer this uh, this year. This year. Okay. okay. That's that's what my gut says. Okay. okay. Because let's just be clear about one thing. I love Star Wars trailers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And like I made a, a, a Unites vow. the fandom. I made a vow a second. to Riley before we got on the air today. I'm going to hold you to this. Okay. That this is going to be my episode eight hate-free podcast. Oh, I like okay? this. So I will only talk about positive things that I saw in episode eight in the Disney sequels. I will only speak in positive terms today. I like it. So we're okay? doing a deep dive on The Last Jedi all in. <laughs> right. I'm going to be telling but – oh, sorry. No. Here's, here's one thing that I absolutely love about Star Wars and it's you know the prequels, the original trilogy and the sequels – Always knock out of the park. The trailers. And the trailers. Yeah. I mean, that first trailer for The Force Awakens, I consider that a standalone work of art. Yeah. I'm talking about the very first one. The, the first one when it reintroduced the audience again that we are getting another Star Wars. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yes, you know, with I like agree. with with Snoke's VO, mm-hmm. these beautiful shots. Um, the introduction of Kylo Ren that you only see from the back. Mm-hmm. They introduced um, the new characters all in succession. that's not actually in the movie, by the way. Right. We never saw that yeah, yeah. him pulling the lightsaber out in the snow. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. we got – it was great. It was art because we get the, the – and the light side and, and the, the dog. dog. Yeah. And we're just like, who's that in double edge? Yeah, oh. it, was, it was incredible. That that's Force what, Awakens trailer was absolutely incredible. I loved it. Okay. it got, I watched that thing over and over yeah. again. And it introduced the main characters. We got Ray, We got Finn. I know. We got Poe. And we got Kylo Ren. And all look, the, the new blood. And I thought, you know, and this is a positive thing, but like for me, that trailer above all else gave me Finn. And it gave me my kind of fandom around Finn because yeah. like – you know, I was, I still am. Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm like about like the dark side is calling me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you, you can't. So the, fast the forward, light you know what? isn't tempting you. Yeah, you whatsoever. know what? You know what? I am going to turn away from the dark and into the light. <laughs> and uh, fast forward mm. to we were, uh, I believe, I don't know if you were with us. Mm. Uh, actually, I think you stayed back to man the ship. But uh, we were at Star Wars Celebration yeah. uh, uh, two years ago. Yeah. For – was it Episode Eight? Episode 8. Yeah. So yeah, the, I was here. The Episode Eight trailer, another masterful trailer. Mm. And for me, my favorite thing about the Episode trailer was the music. Oh, yeah. The music was just incredible. It was. Incredible. And then that, and then that weird trailer that we got in the middle of the World Series. Remember that? Yep. You know, just like randomly dropped in the World Series. We yeah. got this big trailer. So – the trailers for the sequels and you know what? Another trailer that I loved, uh, the solo trailer. Yeah, the solo trailer with was the, great. With the rock and roll. The mm-hmm. You know, it was absolutely I'm gonna, friggin' I'm yeah. going to share some love. I know everybody talks about the Phantom Menace first trailer. Everybody loves that. But I I'll, love that one. I'll tell you, I was sitting in watch, getting ready to watch Monsters, Inc., and they dropped the first trailer for episode two. Mm. And it was the Darth Vader yeah. breathing, and there was silence. There was no sound effects. It was just Darth Vader's breathing. Bomb. And there was, yep, and it was Slave One. Bomb, bomb. Flying. Like yeah. it, that scene that we love uh, with the sonic depth charges. And yeah. It like, yeah. Coming in. Like, and, and that was, um, they were using the music from the Scarlet Pit in that, yeah, in yeah, that trailer. Yeah, yeah, bomb. 
bomb. One of my favorite pieces yeah. of John Williams music. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! So, so look, so here we go. So one thing that I think we can all agree on: the trailers, Star Wars trailers, kick some effing ass. They f do, and they also. What I love about the trailers is for a hot second or, or weeks on end, I would say. It's not a hot second. But everybody's like kind of on the same page. Great point. Right? Everybody gets yeah. excited and they go, oh, my God. And there's so much possibility because this is where everybody go. They don't know the whole story. Right. So they can all agree on one thing. The trailer was rad. We saw this. We saw this. We saw this. And then they start going off in these conversations. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Right. Right. And, and so – I'm excited for this. Now, going back to the original point. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we got lost in there because we love these we, Star we Wars We just trailers. started geeking out. Yeah, I love yeah. this. We We're off to a great start. Yeah, yeah. Did, Look, and and I turned away from the dark and, and went to the light. Okay? I'm proud of you. So, <laughs> so this weekend, we were supposed to get a Spider-Man trailer. Correct. A Spider-Man Far, excuse far me, From Home. Yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Um, for whatever reason... Sony refused to put the trailer online. Right. This was a last-minute decision. Okay, yeah. We have very they, good sources on they this. Per, yep. They premiered it at Brazilian Comic-Con. Yeah. And CCXP, said, oh, gonna, I think yep, it's called. It was yeah. going to be out soon after. Yeah. But 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 they didn't release it then. Uh, we all thought they were going to release it then. Right. Now, um, without tying too many uh, knots together – or I'm sorry, uh, too many strings together, mm. um, there is on good authority that as part of their marketing strategy – and to be consistent with the marketing strategies of the past for mm-hmm. the saga films, that it is a very, very high likelihood that there will be a trailer dropping before the end of the new uh, b- before the end of the year for Star Wars Episode Nine. That's okay? that's the going uh, rumor, right? Um, now. You know, and whatever it's called, right? Because we don't even know what it's called. Uh, you know, typically they all they, they usually announce the name of the movie. Before. Before. Yeah. In that first trailer um, of Force Awakens, uh, was Force Awakens already announced as a name? Okay. So, yeah, typically they'll announce the name. Now, this is why I don't think it's going to happen. Like, we're already, what, December 9th, December 10th? I mean, I don't even know what day it is. December 11th. 11th. Yeah. We're close. D11, huh? Yeah. So, we're already in D11, and we don't know. It's close, you know? It's close. I can feel it. I'm wondering. You're right, though. All this. They could be planning something. We have colleagues that have heard that maybe they're going to do it. Maybe we're going to see it. We look at the marketing. We've seen it happen before. Force Awakens, a perfect reference. Coming up on 2019, the last of the Skywalker saga. They want to get the hype going. Yeah. But I could also see them waiting until Celebration. Yeah. I really do. That that could be the first. Let's start the show because it's something I want to talk about already. Yeah. So we don't know. But guess what, everybody? It's Rule of Two, Episode 18. Rise. That's right. It's episode 18 of Rule of Two, the official spinoff, I'm going to say, spin-off. of the yeah, Jedi yeah. Council yeah. on our podcast. The official, you know what? You know, the official shadow. The official shadow. We cast a large <laughs> shadow. The as official shadow of, uh, yeah. Yeah, we are learning that. Uh, we thank you, everybody that is tuning yeah. in here on the Podcast One feed. Wherever you get a podcast, you can see us here or find us here. We are also on the YouTube channel, Collider Podcast. You can see us on video, yeah. and we are doing this, and Maybe we want to appreciate everybody that's tuning in because we're, we're doing pretty good. I'm about like to it. drop a bomb on here. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. I just cursed. And this is going to be a bomb for our, our listeners, our like watchers, it. our supporters. Well, we're 18 episodes in now. It's crazy. I love that. Yeah. So drop so look, that bomb. I might – 
be moving the Rule of Two podcast mm. onto a different channel. Really? When it Wait comes to minute. video. Ooh. When it comes to video. Okay. Um, you know, the Collider podcast video channel is kind of a proving ground yeah. for content here at Collider. So we have a lot of great shows on there. The Witching Hour with Perry and Haley. Yep. Um, the Meaning of with uh, RB3. Yeah, and Ace. Um, and Ace. Yeah. Uh, the Action Guys. Action Guys. With ben Riley Roundtable. And Guy. On there. Riley Roundtable, yeah. which I actually want to be back on. I have an idea for, uh, for I, an episode. I need you back on. That was one of my favorite. We got into film. And yeah. I love that we kept spilling over into Star Wars just yeah, yeah. by accident. You know what but... I was thinking about doing? Was um, looking at uh, it's actually Star Wars related in, in in a funny way, but looking at the AFI's official top ten science fiction movies. Let's do that and just go through it and like critique their list. Absolutely, I'm going to get you before you leave for the holidays because I want to drop a Riley Roundtable before yeah. we we get out of here. That could be so a fun one, right? We just that's a great one. I'm booking you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Done. So um, and um, God, I forgot. Oh, anyway, so. It's a proving ground. Yeah. Right? It's like the minor leagues. If Ellis was sitting here, he would liken this to like, you know, the the the, the farm system. Yeah. Right? But look, now on a channel where typically uh, videos don't get a ton of views because right. it is a podcast channel. It's, podcast. it's a smaller channel. It's it's more niche. Correct. Um, Rule of Two is averaging around 20,000 20, views an episode on video, about 500 comments an episode. So there's a good community, good dialogue. People are coming out and uh, supporting the show. More importantly, supporting uh, what we, you and I, always call the loyal opposition. Right? Yeah. That you might be on different sides of the table, but we all want the same things. We all want great Star Wars content. Right. Right. And we love talking Star Wars. We celebrate it. I mean, this is a celebration of the Star yeah. Wars universe here. So, even though sometimes we will not like certain elements. Even me. Even me. Yeah. Um, but I get that. And yeah, I love so, that. so next year there might be some changes coming about where it's going to be and maybe open it up to a slightly bigger audience. And, I like that. And, and, and the only reason that that's possible is because since you and I started uh, with our first episode, which I even forget what we were talking about, but I know we had a blast. Yeah. Uh, and then we did the golden lightsabers and then we did the video game thing and we started yeah. really finding our groove. Uh, the listeners have been there with us, and I recognize a lot of the same names commenting. Yep, I, I recognize too. a lot of um, adversarial comments, same persons okay. uh, coming in hot, uh, whether it's against you or against me. It but even those comments are not like uh, pure evil. You know what no. I mean? They're 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 like they're they're antagonizing. But ultimately, I can still detect the loyal opposition even in those comments. You know, so yeah. I, I always said, I mean, the very first Riley Roundtable I did when we dropped it on Collider was called Confessions of a Disney Shill. Mm. And I said, mm. you know, listen, I know yeah. some of you think I, I can be a shill. And and I went into my love of Star Wars. Yeah. I, I went into my love of Marvel. It doesn't matter. And I said, you know what? Fine. If you want to call me a shill, I don't care. I like what I like. Yeah. I like I like my DC too. I love Man of Steel. Yeah. So whatever. But – when I was going into why somebody would call me a shill, I'm like, well, they have something to say. Now, it comes off as harsh sometimes. And sometimes there's idiots that I just – no, I don't even listen to you because you, you, we talk about that conversation. It's like when you start with a, like a put down yeah. and you say like, F you, you suck. Conversation's over. Conversation's over. But if they come in hot, to use your term, um, or the term I like to use to too. To use your term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to the future. No, no, no. The Jurassic Park screen. Yeah, yeah. So, so – um, Finish your point because I want to tell that little story really quick. Okay, it's yeah. one of my favorite I, Riley stories. I basically just say that I – you have something to say. I, I hear – I'm trying to figure it out. So 
I want you to I want to acknowledge your your point, yeah. but I want to try to do it in a way that doesn't um, advance the toxicity, if yes. that makes sense. Yes. So if you come in hot, that's fine. Just, you know, be aware that words matter. Yeah. That's all. Okay. okay. So tell your story. Really quick, really quick. So, um, you know, at Collider, we have a lot of fun sometimes and we do these uh, screening series mm-hmm. of movies that we personally love, right? And right. Last year, um, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is Jurassic Park. Mine too, yeah. And um, so we, uh, we, you know, we did a, a screening of a really beautiful print of Jurassic Park. We invited the fans. It was a free showing. Free show. Filled we, the theater. Yep. And then we had a Q&A afterwards with Perry Nemiroff and Mark Ellis. And I believe Myself, you, you yeah. were in it as well. Yeah, and Frosty and, too. And uh, Frosty. And then we had a Q&A session. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of the questions that came in was a guy who was asked Riley, what do you think about Red Letter Media's breakdown of the prequels or some weird thing like that? It was out of left field. It was out of left field. And Riley, like, you know, I guess you had to be there type of thing. But the <laughs> way Riley handled this heckler, essentially, <laughs> was so beautiful that that's when I looked at Riley and I said, that's the dude I want to do a podcast with. <laughs> you know, it was Thank absolutely you. great. And, you know, for the record, I want to say this because um, – Again, this is only for our sort of niche audience, but mm. um, and I know that Red Letter Media uh, takes the piss out of us, you know, quite often. Yeah, you know, um, and and they do uh, their uh, what's it called, the Nerd Crew or something like that, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, so I tend for to the record, look. for the record, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay? I, I I they're 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 poking fun. Yeah, and I like that. And I would love nothing more than to contact those guys and to try to do uh, a show with them, or to interview them, or for them to interview us. Because I think ultimately we all want the same thing, which is great content. Yeah, you know. And um, I have to admit, the nerd crew cracks me up. I know I'm kind of in the minority uh, about that around here, but it's funny. I the the very first time I heard about this, I finally went and watched, yeah. and I was laughing too. Sometimes though, <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes though, I I think they can go a little mean. I think they can go a little bully. And mean, yeah, bully. Okay, that's a perfect like you know. That's, that's the sensitive like, area where it's like I get it. You know, there is you're towing a line. Yeah, and I'm all for being. Look, if you're gonna make fun of me loving Star Wars and geeking out over a Star Wars trailer, <laughs> I deserve it, man. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but when you get to the point where it's like basically I'm back in high school or back in middle school, where you're like commenting on, you know, either looks or takes or opinions, and it's sure, in a mean petty way, stuff. petty stuff, where it's not like satirizing it or. Having right the satire fun. I enjoy That's the satire a very good I enjoy when you're laughing at us rather than with us I have a problem with that sure um, anyway um, if anybody out there you know or if those guys are listening uh, which is highly doubtful um, I think you guys are funny and I would you know they got something good I yeah, there's listen. not a lot of us out there so maybe we should uh, join forces when they started and they did. And Red Letter Media, the guy, the head guy, did his breakdown of Phantom Menace. Mm. Did you watch that? I haven't seen that one. Um, I, I'm telling you what, that's like stuff you teach in like screenwriting school. Because even though I didn't agree with every point, and some of it would toe that line of being a little bit mean towards George Lucas and being mm. a little bit petty. However, the mechanics were there. The 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 analyzing of the screenplay, the story structure, some of the story points, I thought was right on. He was one of the most fascinating videos before I was in the space. I was watching this going, 
damn, this is pretty good. Yeah. And like I said, maybe didn't agree with all the points, but I thought the execution was brilliant. I thought his points were very valid. And aside from some of those comments that would go a little bit mean, I thought he was right on the money with some of it. But yeah, it's, look, it's fun. Like when, when they do, I think one of my favorite videos that they've ever done uh, was probably the Han Solo trailer reaction. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. So they did a Han Solo trailer reaction before the trailer had come out. <laughs> And they just like you know they just did like oh my Perfect. god the Millennium Falcon oh my god it's Chewbacca oh it's Perfect. Chewbacca it's basically yeah and, and, it's, it's uh, what we do and after after the trailer came out it was hilarious because they actually superimposed uh, the trailer with their fake trailer reaction and it almost matched up one for one so god. anyway of course bravo to those guys um, and if you ever want to keep the dialogue going or actually. You know, look, the greatest form of flattery is imitation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no w- getting around that. So we know you guys are watching and uh, we'd love to have dialogue with you. So anyway. there it is. Yeah. Extending the yeah. olive branch with a lightsaber hilt. Yes. There it is. Yes. I like it. Well, this is an interesting episode. We're, we're coming in hot. We are ta- We talked about the trailer, whether or not we're going to see it. You got our thoughts there. But yeah. I thought I wanted to start this because the thing you mentioned about possibly moving it to another area because yeah. of the growth of the yeah. audience and the audience in general, there are amazing questions that keep coming. Mm. And so I grabbed some. Okay, I, cool. I have to because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, these are we too good. Knock, knock some of those out. Because yeah. look, it, it's a slow news day. Not it's, that this is a news show. But no, like it's, But these questions incite conversation yeah. every single time. And this one really got me because I thought about it and I love it because it incorporates the entire saga. Mm-hmm. And this is what I like. It comes from Thomas Campbell. He's at – that's a long one, Thomas Campbell. How am I going to say all this? Cam, 71562647, Alex. Hey. Nice. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice handle. All right. He hits us up and he says, so in, in every saga film, a new force power has been introduced. What do you guys think will be possibly a new force power in – the next mo- movie, episode mm. nine. Is that true that it's, there's been a new force power? In I'm going to bring up the image, his notes. He sent me an image, and I'm pulling up the image right now. I saw the tweet as well. I, I'm familiar with it. And he did have, um, I think his force power for episode three was the one that I had the biggest question around. I believe that he said that it, it, it allows Anakin to see the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but even though Anakin had uh, had been had premonitions of the future uh, for all, I, I believe in all three movies. I, I think know about, Anakin. Yeah, we weren't really. I didn't. I don't remember seeing anything with Phantom Menace, and I think it's because of the design of the character, the introduction of Jake Lloyd being so young. We didn't have that. Right. But yes, to Attack of the Clones, he had a vision of his mother. Right. Right, right, and knew something was going on And that's on there. why he went over there to kill like the sand, the people. sand people. And the children, too. And the children, too. Yeah. Ch- chopping off some heads for yeah. those guys. I actually really like that scene. Again, like I know I got a lot of uh, critique for my um, respect of Attack of the Clones, but another really cool scene is the scene of Anakin on the speeder heading towards uh, the village. Duel of, of Fates plane. Yeah, of the sand people. And I, yeah, you know, I mean, again, there's Attack of the Clones is my least favorite. It's it's down at the bottom, but there's always good scenes in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. There's there's iconic moments that you can put a you know that that you can put on a poster and look at it and say, okay, I know exactly where that's from. You yeah, know? and in that particular scene, I I remember being in the audience going, now we're talking, yeah. now we're talking. This I is know, what I, I wanted. It was a little bit of a tease. You're right. It was yeah, a little bit of a tease. Because Anakin the went dark side. 
Yes. But he went dark side and that was he the first killed. Time. Yeah, it was the first time where he really – he gave in to the dark side there and that's kind of what I wanted to see. Yeah. I mean you're telling me the story of Darth Vader, right, or at least the, the fall of Anakin, the rise of Darth. I, I needed that. So I know. I'm glad we got it. And all we got was him turning on the lightsaber and – uh, opening up the you know the one teepee mm-hmm. or the one hut or whatever um, again like and this is my biggest critique of George Lucas in the originals right I promise not to be critical of the sequels but I will be critical of the prequels here for a second my biggest critique of George Lucas in the prequels is that he built up the character motivations he built up the dark side he built up the anger mm-hmm. you know he let it rise mm-hmm. from the depths of where the dark side comes from wherever that may be and then he gets you on the precipice of a scene that you think is the moment you've been waiting for your entire life and then you don't get it mm-hmm. you know i think that 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 to me is always going to be my conflict with the prequels yeah and, and it's a very good point in that scene in attack of the clones you almost get it I mean, I would, I would say I got what I needed. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he comes out of that hut, and he goes, <laughs> and just two of them dead. Yeah, right. They it's were like, ooh, ooh. and then, you know, one of them runs up, and he, and you see him take the head off. You don't see the head leave the body, right? But you see the lightsaber go, and then it cuts. And I was like, ah, what does it cut to? Little trivia. What does it cut to after that? I don't. Hmm. It must be another story. It must cut back to Obi-Wan. Cuts to Yoda. Oh, it cuts to Yoda. He feels Yoda is, it. Yoda's feeling it. He's feeling yeah, it. He's like, he's like, you know, and then you hear – Yoda and Anakin were very connected. Well, Yoda being so powerful. But then you know what I love yeah. about that scene as well? You hear Qui-Gon. Anakin, no. Anakin. Oh, you hear that. Anakin, drop. Yeah. Anakin, yeah. It, and I think it was dialogue pulled from Phantom Menace. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it, it, it's it, the intentions there. Qui-Gon was communing from the other side trying to stop Anakin wow. from going That's to the dark great. side. Yeah. Like, how can people hate that? It's... I, I love – again, there is so much the, – it's always the execution that always gets yeah. me because it, it leaves – I almost got a little tear in my eye yeah. watching on video. Like, That's but a beautiful the story's moment. There. But when you t- tell me on paper, if you – like don't – like the, the prequels are announced, right? And then somebody gets a scoop and they go to me. I haven't seen the prequels and they go, OK, here's the, here's the deal. Anakin Skywalker is going to walk the dark side, right? He's going to lose his mother and he's going to go so full dark side. He's going to travel to the sand people yeah. and he's going to kill them all, right? And then Yoda, we're going to flash to Yoda and he's feeling it. He's bringing his it. limp uh, mother's and, body. And leaving his, yeah, and bringing his limp mother's body. But when he's going full dark side, his Jedi master that was taken out by a Sith is trying to tell him to stop from the other side, which is going to be the scene right. that creates the Force Ghost. Right. You tell me that before wow. I even see the movie, and connection. I am absolutely so this in. Is, this is – and it's so funny because at the end of uh, – first of all, this is an insight that I haven't ever thought about. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I've never thought about this one. Oh, good. But at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when Yoda is, I still training for you, I still have, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, it tells Obi-Wan that. tells Obi-Wan, your master, you know, Qui-Gon, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Sets up basically um, a cliffhanger of sorts for the Obi-Wan character right. that there's still more for him to learn. You know? Yeah, and then it, and it pays off what we already know, that he's going but, to go to the other side. But I never connected the fact that the true first – uh, force ghost or, or uh, we used to call it in Star Wars Galaxies, the blue glowy moment, mm-hmm. right, is when Anakin is slaughtering the sand people and Qui-Gon is communing with him. Because yeah. like, 
I took it up, up until this very moment. This is why I love the rule of two. I just took it as sound design. It's just a way to create a little sound design. And, it, and maybe that was the intention. No, no, but, but I think not. I think you're absolutely right. I think that it's not an accident that it's the guy who almost invented – talk about a new force power, right? Because this is the question that we've been talking about. Um, yeah. Qui-Gon is the one who kind of was able to sort of pioneer that force power. And yeah. you get it in that moment in Attack of the Clones, and I had never thought about that until right now. Uh, and, and I love it, and people would go into this and, and talk about it, but I think that is the, the, the seed for setting up the Force Ghost. Yeah, which is that something, is definitely the seed. There's no doubt about it. Which is something that has been introduced. So getting back to the question here, yeah. I love this question because in Episode 1, and I remember watching it, remember Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are there? Force speed, yeah. Force speed. They're yeah. off. Okay, for in episode two, force block Yoda blocks and, and force lightning. jumping and all these things were all force jumping. Do. You know, yeah. So let's call it force uh, um, calisthenics. Maybe yeah, force calisthenics. Yeah, yeah. force PX ninety, whatever it might be called. Yeah. That workout system, agility, force agility, force agility. Yeah. Uh, episode... In video games, I do not to interrupt you, but in video yeah. games, I do believe they call it force speed. Force speed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, love that episode two. We saw. And we know this, Return of the Jedi introduced the Force Lightning, right? That's the Emperor finally took, takes Luke out, and you're like, whoa, Sith Lords can do this? Okay. Well, then we see what happens when they do it to a trained Jedi. Dooku does the Lightning to Yoda, and Yoda blocks it. Mm. Remember, he goes, and pulls it back. So that was introduced in Episode 2. We got to Episode 3, Force Vision. I would say that's kind of correct because mm. we had the dreaming going on where he sees Padme – and then we kind of go this weird, blurry Even though tunnel. I, th- I, I do think in, in in Attack of the Clones, um, Anakin does have a vision of his mother. I think so too. And you can also look at Yoda going back to our point we made with Qui-Gon and Yoda hearing it. He's having that. He's yeah. premonitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's kind of in line that we've already seen this Luke on Dagobah. Han, Leia. And he falls and he goes, they're in pain. Yeah. And that's when Luke wants to go out and save them. But it also begs the question – is there another force power introduced in Revenge of the Sith that we're not thinking about? Um, yeah, I'm going off of um, this great note here. I'm trying to think if we've had if we saw anything. I'm trying to think. Um, force users. Um, it's it's hard to think about. I I mean, Yoda was able to capture some of Sidious's lightning. Didn't he push it back? So that's a new one. But I don't know. You know what? Drop in your comments, guys. Yeah, you know I what else is these. you know maybe a little bit different uh, in, in, in Revenge of the Sith that I hadn't seen before hmm. is when um, Anakin. It's a great scene. I I love this scene, but it's when Anakin and Obi Wan both do force push against each other at the same exact time, and they're almost evenly matched. Yeah, and it's almost evenly matched that mm-hmm. somehow the force telekinetic power can be counteracted by an equal amount of force telekinetic power. I think that's a new one. Yeah, we can say I, that. I probably hadn't seen that before. But anyway, so, okay. So uh, then New Hope. New Hope, we got the Jedi mind trick. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Yeah. That's new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really, I'm trying to think of a New Hope in general because. That's the only one. That really is the only one. We never see. There's no telekinesis. Um, you know, episode five, he lists here force choke. Vader choking Admiral Ozzel. No, no, Vader that, didn't force but, choke anyone in A New Hope. Nope, he did. He did. He did. 
I find your lack of faith disturbing. Right. In in Empire Strikes Back, the the force power is telekinesis. Is is when he? It's one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, if not the single most iconic scene in Star Wars, in my opinion, is when Luke is hanging. It's mine in, too. In the hands down in the uh, cave of the, uh, the Wampa. Wampa. Yeah. yeah, and he's reaching for that saber, it's and the, the saber starts moving. Yeah, that is the first time that you see the telekinesis. Yep. Um, and that, to me, might be the single most iconic scene in all of Star Wars. It, I'm with you on that. It's my favorite. It's, it's Jeremy John's favorite too because Je- every time I see Jeremy, we do the because when he right. goes – because he's reaching and he's reaching and then he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't he need- centers himself, yeah. literally hanging upside down. Luke goes, OK. Yeah. Okay. And then he reaches out and the force music plays and the wampas coming at the same time yeah. and gets up and cuts that Brilliant. arm off. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. So, um, How many times have you tried to do that? I would say going on 500 times. Easy. I've done that. I mean Easy. I've done that. I, I still do this to this day. My fiance the other day went, what are you doing? <laughs> we're, we're late. Yeah. We're trying to get to a screening and we're at a red light. And I start going, and I did this. And yeah. she looked over and she went, what are you doing? Right. I go, you're a man I'm, in your 40s. I'm turning. I'm a man in my 40s and I'm yeah. using the force to turn the light. And the light turned green. And I looked at her and I go, see, it worked. Right, and she right. went, shut up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Track. I've done it too, man. I look at an object, try to bring it over. It's never worked for me. It's like sooner or later we have blood coming out yeah, of our nose. Yeah. We're just straining so much. Yeah. Um, so All that's right. episode four. Episode five, Force Choke. Yeah, we saw that. We, we saw it in episode uh, four. But telekinesis, telekinesis is Telekinesis is really – yeah, I'm with you. Episode six, right on. Force Lightning from Palpatine. That was new. That was our first time. Yeah. Episode seven. Uh, Force Awaken, Force Freeze, Kylo Ren freezing the blaster boat. Yeah, yeah that's a good oh, one. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that was a new one. And I'm trying to think if there was more. She used Jedi mind trick on Daniel Craig's stormtrooper yeah, character. No, no, the freezing, I think, is the only new thing we saw. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that was it. Yeah, I, I, I which is I a great one. Up. Like, like the freezing in midair was 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 great. Yep. Um, and then Episode Eight, Force projection from Luke. I would say that you missed one, and that's the Force Skype call. It's basically the same power, though, isn't it? It's kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think I look at the the idea that, let's say, go back to episode three, and he lists the Anakin's visions of the future, and he sees what's happening. But I would also look at episode five, Empire Strikes Back, where Luke is able to feel Han and Leia's pain. And Leia's able to, f- yeah. And, and Leia's able to hear Luke when yeah, he's yeah. hanging upside down. Um, I feel like the next step is that they're able to see each other, which I feel the Force Skype call is. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that all makes sense. So, with that being said, right? Could we come up with our own? What do we think new Force power will be in Episode Nine? I and that's a great one. I don't know what the answer is yeah, until yeah. I see so the, it. Yeah, so first of all, um, because I'm such a weird Star Wars freak, mm. and a lot of my Star Wars experiential. Um, uh, uh, memories are are from video games. Yeah. You know, there's actually quite a bit of force powers that are used in games oh, yeah, um, that have yeah. never made you know like the film. Um, I think for me, um, there's a few, and actually, I think I, I I think we did see this one, but one force power that I've always loved um, in video games is uh, you know called force meditate. 
Force okay. meditate, okay. And basically what force meditate is is that it's a way to heal yourself, right, to center yourself. So we do get that beautiful scene in um, in uh, um, Phantom Menace of Qui-Gon uh, meditating. That That's one of my favorite moments in Phantom Menace because it just shows the absolute stark difference between a Sith and a Jedi. Right, right. Well, you get – He goes and goes meditating and there's a caged animal behind him. It's yeah. just freaking waiting. Yeah. Darth Maul. And like you know, Obi-Wan for... who's still, who's still uh, a Padawan, who's not yet a master, who's still like driven by his, by his gut and his emotions. Shows the difference. He's just jumping He's around. He's jumpy. He's ready He's for... literally doing calisthenics yeah, waiting yeah, to yeah, take yeah. He's on stretching Maul. out. Yeah, where – Qui-Gon is doing his force meditation yep. and force meditation is supposed to center yourself and effectively acts like a heel. So that's that's one thing that I've that I've seen um, in Star Wars lore that I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Another one um, that I've seen in Star Wars lore is invisibility. Yeah. You know, uh, like a full Jedi cloak. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think they'll go that extreme in the movies ever. Yeah. But in games, I have seen that. I like that. Um, I can oh, also. You know what? Here's another one that we got that he didn't mention. Also, a new force power um, because I have seen this one in games is um, uh, Darth Vader's ability to block uh, 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 laser shots with his hands. Yeah. I, you know what? I guess that's an extension of what Kylo Ren did. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if a you think about it, it. Yeah, it's kind of the precursor. Yeah, because you're talking about Han Solo unloading on him and Bespin. And right. He just goes boom, 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 whatever. Yeah, they kind of bounce that. off his hands. They bounced off his hand and then he get the gun. Yeah, um, which is I, kind of maybe a force shield, you know? like Force shield, yeah. You know, which is something that um, – that's why I also think uh, to give um, you know The Last Jedi credit, when, when, when you still – even though I personally knew there was something wrong the second I, I, I watched the movie because he – I'm a hilt fanatic and um, he was wearing his hilt. So mm-hmm. I knew something was off the second he shows up on screen because A, his hair color is different even though that wasn't the telltale sign for me. Sure. For me was when you saw his hilt in full in full shot, you're like, OK, something's wrong. He's got the hilt. Uh, yeah. It was so well done in my opinion because I, I – it, it registered on me and but I was just so like, what's going on? I just – it kind of just whoosh, yeah. left and I but was in the moment. I did think that there was precedence for all of the things shooting at him and him you know, doing the, uh, the old rub of, yeah. you know, rub of the shoulder because Force Shield had been established. You know? there, that's where I thought they were going with it too. And then you know, for, anyway, for people whatever. different, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. It, it upset some, but, but that's fine. Another, another Force power. Um, I'm, I'm thinking while you're thinking that, I think there's also the addition to finally realizing when you are on the other side – one with the force and you're on the other side and it's force ghost. Yoda being able to go and the lightning coming down. As a ghost. As a ghost. That for me That's was new. pretty that was pretty new and pretty awesome in my opinion because that was set up in a new hope. I would become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Now you could say, Yeah, you're you're powerful, you're able to sit here and have a conversation with me and tell me that my sister is actually Leia. Right. And I'm talking about Obi Wan sitting with Luke during Return of the Jedi. The log. The the, the, the yeah, the, the sitting down on the log. This whole tired ghost needs to sit. Yeah. But that to me, that's power. But I'm I was thinking more and with Yoda being able to actually manipulate the physical environment from the other side, getting some lightning out from the sky and killing the Jedi tree. 
That's pretty damn powerful. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, what What do you think could be a new power? I I um, I'm going to go with um, if they if they introduce a new power. Oh, here's another really amazing power. Um, probably one of my favorite Jedi powers, and it's the premise of the entire Thrawn trilogy almost, mm. which is uh, what they call. Um, uh, God, I forget the exact name for it. There is a name for it, but it's what um, they bring on Master Saboeth. Uh, the reason Thrawn recruits uh, Grand Master Saboeth, spoiler warnings, um, is that Master Saboeth has an ability that the Emperor also had, which is the ability to bring focus to the warfield. Okay. I think it's called Jedi Focus or War Focus, but uh, Timothy Zahn. Uh, kind of retconned this, I think, a little bit. But we we often – in the original trilogy, we often saw the emperor sitting on his throne looking at the battle. Right. right? And then he turns around and looks and talks to you. Wait, I'll come young Skywalker. But yeah. what he's doing before we get there is he's just looking at the battle. Yeah. You know, and um, I think we all thought that was fairly arbitrary. It's just a nice way to intro somebody. Sure. When we saw the original trilogies, when you started reading Heir to the Empire specifically, you realize that um, the Emperor was actually doing something which was bringing focus – to uh, the war mm. and to all of the people fighting the war, it's called Jedi. Uh, there's a name for it. You know, somebody will comment on it. You know, yeah, like let a gotcha us know. Moment. Yeah, but uh, Master Saboeth could also perform this. So uh, uh, Master or Grand Admiral Thrawn brings Saboeth aboard his ship so that he can look on the battlefield and bring focus to the warriors that are fighting it. I like that. You know, so that's, that's a like cool a, power. Yeah, that's a big uh, Jedi. Uh, I didn't. Power. I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I read those books, so I probably yeah, you it's know a it's big been a part long of, time. It's a big part of what Saboth is supposed to be doing. Yeah, um, I I'll I'll touch on some of the the non canon books now, but the Dark Empire. I've always wondered this. Um, I I don't think they're going to do it, but uh, and I don't I, I don't know what you would call it, but it's essentially the body dies. The spirit can jump into another body, in this case a clone. Emperor Palpatine clones himself. Yeah, yeah. The bodies are in limbo, and when he died at the end of Return of the Jedi, he jumped into one of those bodies. But because in the in the comic book it's called Dark Empire, one of my favorites, um, the body can't sustain it because it's not his original body. So it starts to wilt and die yeah. a lot faster. So that's why he needs multiple clones. Yeah. In the prequels, there's a line somewhere in there that says – like, I, I actually believe it's another one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, which is the opera scene. Oh, yeah. And, that's uh, a good one. And uh, where, where Palpatine tells Anakin – The tragedy you know, of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah, and he tells him about mm. – you know. Um, Plagueis' relationship with the midichlorians. Right. He can you know? manipulate him for life. Right. Oh, there we go. That's maybe – That's – That's – Yeah. Once you said yeah, that, the yeah, opera scene, I'm like, oh. Yeah. See, like now we've come to the end. Now we've that's, come to the end game. Talk about Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's the end game. That's the end game. Here's what I'm wondering. This, yeah. is, this is what you do for us guys when you send us questions like this. Yeah. It inspires an entire yeah. episode. Yeah. What is – the, what is the idea of – OK. Bear with me here. I know. We're going to get geeky. But yeah. the, the idea of Ray being connected somehow to Palpatine. Now, that has been yeah. one of the things we've heard. Um, could it be him manipulating the oh midichlorians to create Ray? 
You know, is that I just we just we just uncovered through this dialogue, through this discussion, we just uncovered what George Lucas's endgame was with 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 the with the sequels. That's got to be it, right? It's Ray, yeah. Ray or Kylo or whoever needs to be able to fulfill Anakin's unfulfilled desires. I love that, and that's where I, I wondered which they is could to go. bring life. Yeah. yeah, he can manipulate life. He can manipulate life. So that's the ultimate why, power of the yes, Jedi. This is why I'm bringing it up because yeah. we've had the rumors of Palpatine showing up in one way or another in yeah. the whole saga now. Because yeah. you know, I remember seeing a scoop come out that. Palpatine was going to be in Force Awakens. Yeah. Then it kind of went quiet for a while. Episode 8 happened. So no, no rumors about that. But here we are back again. Now, whether it's a – say it's a, it's a hologram of the Emperor saying something. But I've always loved the idea of it being tied to Rey somehow. Yeah. And I know we've heard, and I, you know, that's what that's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Some people have given me some hope with this because I know in the aftermath books, there was some things that the emperor put out there. What's Jakku the aftermath being, book? What is um, that one? Uh, Chuck, uh, uh, Chuck Wendig. What is it about? It's like what happens immediately after Return of the Jedi. But it was one of the Disney books, right? Yeah, the the newest ones. It's canon now. Okay. So and, and Kylo's in it somehow. And I, well, Kylo's it. not in it, but it's basically our heroes. Um, and and what happens? But it's to like the, the first Disney book that came out, or something. Pretty right? much, yeah. Or or, or, or or was that Bloodline? Was the first one? No, no, no. Bloodlines came later, and again, right. This is you know, we need Harloff and Ken. And Harloff and Ken. That's what Jedi Council is there for. Yeah. You know, what's the deal with canon? They break down some yeah. of these things. You can go to old episodes, but I do know this. I don't know when it came out. It did come out as one of the very first. I read parts of it. Um, I was having trouble with it it's just for whatever reason. It's mostly work stuff that I can't read these books anymore. Yeah. Reading just makes me sleepy a little bit sometimes. Yeah, you know, it depends my on the older book. Age. I, I love the, uh, the, the audio books, especially for yeah. Star Wars because I would yeah. listen to them on my drives. Um, I did that for Lost Stars, one of my faves. But Aftermath, I remember something about there was like a mission. He had buried something in the Jakku Desert. The Emperor did. And everybody immediately goes, Jakku, well, that's Ray, And that's where I'm still going with mm-hmm. it. I mean, could they have that plan? Is it the emperor? Was he able to get the power that he learned from his master, Darth Plagueis, manipulate the midichlorians, create life? Is that Ray? Could yeah. Ray be related to Palpatine in that way, not by blood or, or parentage, but he created it? Now, here, let's go deeper. Did he create that life? And then he was able to – and this is tied to the Aftermath books. He handed Ray off to some parents that ended up being what Kylo Ren said, which is they were filthy junk traders. Mm. They sold you for drinking money. That still tracks for me. That could still work. Is that, but you're saying Palpatine is somehow involved before that. Palpatine created the midichlorians, somehow created life, but he would need a vessel – Right? When he need a vessel, isn't that what he was alluding to with Anakin that Plagueis created Anakin in the vessel of Shmi Skywalker? Yeah, but I think um first of all, that's interesting. But mm. what, what what I'm thinking about now is that George Lucas his vi- you know, we've talked about what would the George Lucas trilogy look like. That's what right. we were talking we about. Did that last, last week. week, yeah. Um and now I know. Now I know for a fact what it was, which was the reason why there's this allusion to the midichlorians and the wills and all of this stuff mm-hmm. is that – oh my god. I can't believe 
this kid, uh, whoever gave us this question, like made me see the light. But I love this. Um, well, when Darth done. Vader Thomas says, Campbell. When I when uh, yeah, uh, Joseph Campbell. Maybe it's Joseph Campbell's kid. Yeah, it's Joseph uh, Campbell's uh, Thomas. <laughs> if your father is Joseph Campbell, I want to meet you and talk to you. Yeah, or maybe your great grandfather. Your great grandfather. Grandfather. But anyway, um, when Kylo Ren says, "I want to finish what you started." It's mm-hmm. probably a line from the Michael Arndt script, now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, okay? Yeah. And I'm going to finish what you started, because you got to remember, there is rumors that a big part of Kylo Ren uh, thing was that he was, um, like, he had Jedi powers, or he had, like, you know, Force powers, Yeah. and that he was ultimately searching the galaxy for artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Sith, from the Jedi, whatever. He was looking around for artifacts, right? I, yeah. I forget all the details, but I have heard this on multiple accounts that Kylo Ren's primary thing in the original George Lucas version of the story, whatever he was called, maybe he was called something else, was that there was a character who had force powers, who was associated with the Skywalkers, who was out collecting artifacts. Yeah, okay? I, rem- I remember that too. Yep. And I'm going to finish what you started really comes down to What's Anakin's number one goal, the reason he turns uh, to the dark side, the reason that he tells um, Mace Windu, I know who the secret dark Sith is. Mm-hmm. It's the Emperor. Yeah. And like, you know, let's go get him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I got to come with you. And right. when Mace Windu tells Anakin – He's too dangerous to be kept alive. Yeah. Anakin is like, no, dude, you got to keep him alive because he's convinced me that he understands the greatest power in the galaxy, which is to manipulate the midichlorians to bring life. Or save it. Or save it. To yeah. control life. Let's to, just control, say, it's, to control it, life. It's all encompassing. Right. Yeah. That was Anakin Skywalker's number one mission. I love this. Wouldn't it be apropos – to finish that out in yes. the last movie in the whole saga. Right. So I'm convinced now that this is what George Lucas was setting out to do in his sequel trilogy. Yeah. Was to create a trilogy where that goal is actually achieved oh, at that. the end by manipulation of the midichlorians or the wills or however the hell he was going to introduce that. Okay? Yeah. So what I'm hopeful of, because there's only a few people on this planet that have actually read Lucas's story. Right. And I believe one of them is J.J. Abrams. I was just going to say. Right. Absolutely. That the end game. Because George Lucas was recruiting J.J. for that script. Absolutely. He he had him pegged from the beginning. We are just solving crimes here. Yeah. Pegged from the beginning. That the end of the thing, back to this guy's question, Joseph Campbell's kid, (laughs) Thomas Campbell, is that um, it's all about finding or finally having a Jedi or, or a Force user being able to manipulate the midichlorians or whatever the Force is now called in the new sequels to control life. Uh, I, I, that makes so much yeah. sense for me at least yeah. because when you break it down, you go deep. We brought up all the Force powers yeah. that created the conversation. Then is it Ray? Is it Ray that's going to have that power? Or is Kylo Ren perhaps – I want to throw Kylo into this because he wants to finish what his grandfather started. Yeah. He says that to the thing. What does that mean? What is it? You know, I love the canon material. I did read the Force Awakens novelization. You do get a few thoughts of Kylo Ren because one of the questions was, well, does he know that yeah. Dar- that Anakin came back and saved his son from the Emperor? 
by you know coming back to the light. I and, think he does. Well, he does. And because Kylo like, said, it, it, "No, that was a." He, if he lived with Han and he lived with Leia and he lived and he was taught by Luke, of course he has heard the tale of the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and I believe he said that. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of that was a weak moment for him. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. No, he was, you know, he's basically, you know, it's like Monday morning quarterbacking it. It's like, uh, yeah. we're not talking about Look, that. I think in my opinion, and, and you know how I feel about this, Kylo Ren is my favorite character in the in the Disney Star Wars. Okay. He, he might be mine. He's up there. Finn, I thought was going to be my favorite character. And then, it, you know, things happened um, and, and it turned out that, you know, he wasn't the guy that I thought he was going to be. Okay. I hope he gets a good one too, because he was my fa- he was one of my favorites in Force Awakens. But yeah. then, I mean, I thought he gave the, like, a great acting performance, and like you know, John Boyega. He's always good. He's a huge fan. He, actually, I heard that John Boyega is a fan of of Jedi Council. He is. Yeah, you know? we've been so, trying to get him on. I wonder if he's ever listened to Rule of Two. If you have, we love you, and uh, we want to see more of you, and we'd love to you know sit down and chat with you. But I, I would love. Oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah. So so fast forward. Um, my thoughts, right? Like you asked me before the show started and we were like, you know, typically just to give you a little sneak peek behind the like the curtain. Yeah. Oftentimes when we sit down here and do rule of two, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I was I wanted to say because I think it's the there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. I would say in Jedi Council, the way that the show is. Yeah. It's like a real show. I mean, yeah. Jedi Council is a real show. With but a, you have to prep. You have to yeah. come up with notes. Yeah. We have producers. This by design being called a spin-off, being called a celebration of the Star Wars galaxy or the universe. We just like to go in and do this, which right. is talk Star Wars. It's just Star Wars yeah. and you never know what's going to come up. So what you're hearing right now, this is one of my favorite conversations. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Because and we stumbled on yeah. it. And that's the whole point because what I think why people might tune into us and like what we're doing is because they just had the same thing happen. Granted, there wasn't a microphone pointed at your face. Sure, this might have happened with your buddy as you're sitting around eating right. pizza. At least we can memorialize the thought. Right? We can memorialize the thought. But everybody out there listening right now, I bet you've had these conversations with your Star Wars sweaties. Absolutely, you've been eating some pizza, playing some video games. And you went, you know, it would be great. You've been, you just came out of seeing Avengers, maybe, and you saw the trailer. You know, it'd be great. You're you're driving around, maybe with your fiance, as you're trying to force change the light. <laughs> Yeah, and she goes, "What are you doing?" And then you get into a Star Wars conversation where she goes, "Then this is a true story, by the way, not that one." But you say a few things about Star Wars. She goes, "Where did that happen?" I go, "That was Empire Strikes Back." She goes, "I haven't seen that in a while. Let's watch it." Right. So these conversations happen among the fans everywhere because you love your Star Wars. Yeah. So to put a bow on it, mm. Kylo Ren's my favorite character, all in all, in the new Disney Star Wars. Um, I, you know, he's an incredibly complex character with an incredible uh, performance uh, given by the great Adam Driver, yeah. who we've been lucky enough to have in the office, and and you know all these great things. I think that there will be a redemption of Kylo Ren. I was going to. This is my next question. I yeah. think that there is. Uh, speaking, you always like to talk about the echoes of Star Wars yep. and the and the rhyme and the meter. Uh, I this think that, that I think that this is the most important one. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually think, and I know that I promise not to say anything negative, and I don't believe this is negative. It's just my opinion. Um, I don't believe that Ray's got that interesting of a character arc mm-hmm. relative to Kylo. 
Like I, I think Kylo has constant conflict. Yeah. Where Ray is searching for something, and then you know. Anyway, uh, not to get into too much. I, I don't think it's negativity. I think that's a critique, and I think it actually is inherent in the story because by design, she's following somewhat of a, a of a journey that Luke Skywalker did. Yeah. You know, in that she awakens to the Force, and Force awakens. She goes and she trains in the middle movie. We've seen all this, and then. TBD. And then hopefully somehow she's instrumental in Kylo's redemption. Yes, right? and I think that Ray is like, set up to get look, some complexity and going. And maybe Kylo's redemption is manipulating the midichlorians to bring Ray back to life. Ooh. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Like, I love like that. Ray, somehow Ray dies in episode nine. And Kylo's final redemption is bringing her back to life. All of his force energy brings her back to life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we're getting. God, I love that. Yeah. That that would make yeah. sense. I think that that this is this we stumbled on this. The new force power is not going to be something as simple as just like force projection or force sprint, yeah. force speed, what have you. But the granddaddy of them all that Lucas set up in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I would love to see that. I hope we see that. I hope we get something like that. Yeah, and I do believe that Kylo Ren will be redeemed. Although from a story perspective. Uh, it's hard when you're talking Star Wars because of the you, you call it the meter, and I love that the the rhythm, the yeah. echoes, and there are certain things that I feel like he will be redeemed. But from a storytelling point of view, I would love to see him go out as a Sith, just like still angry and just that the great tragedy is that we lost Kylo Ren, that yeah, Ben but, Solo is gone. It will be tough for that to happen. Yeah. Um, by the design of Star Wars. By the design of Star Wars, it would be very t- – look, first of all, um, I think that a lot of people thought that was going to happen in episode eight, right? That Kylo was going to go uh, good and Rey was going to go bad and then – Again, nine, if that would have happened depending on the execution. And nine was go back, bring my sister, right? Yes. Like, you know, uh, we I would have loved that. But um, I don't know. I think Kylo Ren is not Darth Maul. Like Darth Maul, even though they've tried to redeem him – yeah. A little bit in Rebels is unredeemable. Yeah. Um, he's not Count Dooku because Count Dooku was steadfast. Even though Count Dooku actually came from the light, he was steadfast in his obsession with the dark in a way that you buy into a lot more than Kylo because Count Dooku never showed uh, conflict, never showed remorse, never showed anything. Yeah. When he, when he, well, he uh, fell out of favor with the Jedi Order. He didn't like their politics. Right. And that's what led him down the dark path. Right. And he was the master of Qui-Gon and all yep. these things. Ken Napsok always tells me that his dream Star Wars thing is to see a, a Count Dooku movie. I love that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I love that you know, idea. But you know, I think that that is where I'm landing with this episode. Yep. You know, they've turned on the red lightsaber for us. Yeah, we got to wrap it. Um, Kylo Ren, the redemption of Kylo Ren, I believe, will happen in Episode Nine, And now I am pretty convinced. And look, this is an expectation that could probably be proven wrong because maybe they're not thinking of this holistic way that we're thinking about it because we're trying to tie in all three trilogies yeah. with the ending, right? If this right. is potentially the end of the saga – I think you need to tie in all three trilogies. I absolutely agree. And 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 if you go to the most important line, probably in the entire New Hope, uh, or I'm sorry, in t- the entire Disney uh, sequels, is there's two, right? There's I'm going to finish what you started. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. There's also like Chewie, I'm home. Like that's Mark's favorite line. I think that that's just like 
nostalgia, yeah. w- whatever. But I'm going to finish what you started is a mission statement. Uh, yes, okay? yes, it is. And I if Kylo it. Ren is a consistent character, that mission has to still be important. I didn't see any mention of that mission in episode eight. No, I didn't. And I and I think that's why J.J. is a correct choice to come in and do yeah, this because I, I think he's going to wrap it back around to your point. Yeah. I think that that was introduced in that we're going to see that. There are even rumors out there making StarWars.net. If you want to check those guys out, friends of the show, they do have some rumors when it comes to – what he's wearing yeah. that could have yeah. ties to Darth Vader. The helmet that he's wearing. The, the helmet, helmet that he make it, maybe fashions it a bit to make it look a little bit more yeah. like Darth Which Vader. Which I love because I think Kylo belongs with that helmet on. I, I do too and I, and I agree with that. But more so it's because of – and this is the complexity of the character that you've touched on that I love as well. His, his, his faith in that Sith way. He comes from the bloodline of Vader. He looks up to Vader. He wants to be like Vader. That is complexity for me. And then being pulled to the light, as he has said, being pulled to Ray in some way. And will it be the love of Ray? To your point, that if she dies and he uses his powers, oh yeah, I and love that. He ultimately fulfills Darth Vader's unrequited ambition, which was to learn the powers of Darth Plagueis the Wise. And be able to manipulate the midichlorians to restore life. That is – I couldn't have put it better. That's what – sure, Darth Vader. But Anakin Skywalker wanted to save his wife. Yeah. And that was how Palpatine got him. That's how he got him. And I love this and I love this Look, conversation. Look, to Darth Harloff's point, maybe this is also a way to bring Plagueis into the mix. I, 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 I don't think Plagueis is ever coming back, Me sadly. either, but this is a I, way to do it. This is the way to do it. Uh, I would say the only – Slight retconning would be Snoke is revealed that he's Plagueis. Right, right. Which which has been like one of the most popular fan fictions. That's it's why I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Yeah. But you know, podcast for another time because yeah. that'll yeah, do it, today, guys. Man. That was a great How one. How long did we go today? Uh, we went about an hour. We went an hour. Okay, so a short, yep. short one for us. That short one for us, and uh, we got to get out of here because we got some more shows coming your way from Collider Podcast, Collider Video, and all that good stuff. It has been episode eighteen of Rule of Two. I am Darth Rylus. You can find me at Riley Around and at Mark Fernandez and or Mark Sidious. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please subscribe. If you like this episode, give us a five-star rating on the Podcast One podcast feed. Comment down below. Let's Comment, comment down below. For the video listener. Video listeners, especially on Collider Podcast. You've been helping us grow this channel. We appreciate you. Drop in those comments. We'll jump in and start talking. Yeah, what did you think about the theory of, the, of, of manipulating um, – uh, the life force, yeah, and all these things, and you know, and I look. Uh, also, the holidays are coming up, so I think we're going to try to get in, yeah, one more show. We're, we might, we might take a week off. We might take a week off. You'll get a show next week, TBD, but we'll probably be taking a week off as we take a long nap during the holidays. Yeah. Um, but thank you for your support, always, guys. We appreciate you. Episode eighteen in the book. We'll be back next week on an all new rule of two on Wednesday, per usual. Do it. Rise. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. 
quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 